1: No! Oh my god, how could he do that?
2: Are oh my Don't answer! Cha- what? Charles Darwin.
3: The nerds is where it's at.
4: Welcome, everybody, back into Nerd Sesh. As always, I'm Carson Braver, and alongside me is Logan Camden, and today. A special guest with us in the studio, longtime friend of the show, Gabe Swartz. Gabe, how are we doing today? I'm
3: doing great. How are you guys?
4: Fantastic. Special is
3: quite quite a quite a description for well, someone of of my ilk.
4: Gabe, special <laughs> guest for a special episode because that is what we have for you guys today. We did a couple shows over the All Star break, and we've really only had one day of basketball since then. So we thought, what if we did something fun today? Because this past weekend at the All Star event, we saw the nba 75 team commemorated 75 years in league top 75 players there was an all-time draft that tnt did so we thought what if we did an all-time draft of our own here so that's what we're going to be doing today not going 75 deep but we have three honorable scholars of the game here we're gonna go 12 players each and we're building what we think would be the actual best basketball roster possible so we're not just trying to accumulate great names we're saying What if these great players actually did play basketball together on a team? How can we make the best version of that possible? That's what we're all trying to do, taking these guys at their peak values. And so we're going to do that. We will go a minute, a pick, and we will be doing this in a snake draft format. I will have the first pick. Gentlemen, what's everybody's sort of philosophy going in here? Anything you want to share without being too revealing to the competition? I mean, I'd
2: probably say that my philosophy is I want to build a team that is going to be... Uh you know, built for the modern era, I want a lot of guys who can defend or very switchable, and I want a lot of guys who are able to shoot. That's kind of my philosophy heading into the draft okay I would say
3: in an, when you're picking the elite of the elite, uh, avoiding people who have clear and definitive weaknesses in their games, yep. even if other parts of their game is overwhelmingly mm-hmm. impressive, I think is is one of my
4: one of my key. I completely agree. It's Phenomenal nice. takes all around. I'm not telling you guys anything about what I'm thinking. I will say,
3: I will say, I was watching the All Star game on Sunday night, and when they did the the halftime uh, presentation, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, I was miffed by the uh, the, <laughs> miffed? the by the way the, the way the way that they had some people just stand in front of a white background and and fake wave at people, <laughs> and like why wasn't uh, Scotty Pippen was definitely ducking Michael Jordan. Oh, just didn't want to see him.
4: Yeah. Well. Let's not kid ourselves. I mean, that's probably the right way. (laughs) Scotty's been running that mouth a little bit. Yeah, I agree with both of your guys' approaches. And, I mean, again, I think that trying to avoid definitive weaknesses is good. You want guys who can play complementary, versatile basketball for the most part. But Mm -hmm. also, you know, we have to have an understanding that basketball has been around for 75 years. And so part of my thing is... If we were just taking the guys who are the most purely skilled basketball players, we'd be taking all guys from the last 20 years, like realistically, because the game has evolved. Yeah. Guys have gotten better. So I do believe there's value in saying, okay, how good was this guy against his contemporaries? That's how I'm going to value mm-hmm. it. So that's sort of one of my philosophies that I will put out there. Okay. So I do have the first Are pick we here. limited to the 75 list? No. Not, not right. at all. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Just to clarify. Oh,
3: yeah. Trust me. If we're... you want to take Jerry Stackhouse, you can. <laughs> if
2: you <laughs> want
4: to take Jared Bayless, my friend, you can. <laughs>
3: Nobody's
2: Russell off Westbrook the board. on the list. Ah. Well, no. I would, I would almost knowing this crew, I would put, I would put my house down on that Russell Westbrook will not be drafted no. today. No, oh you, no, you are yeah. not
4: No kidding. We're going thirty six deep. We could go three hundred and sixty deep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have the first pick. I had a bit of debate here. I did. Really? Yeah, I did. Because I think that, I mean, obviously for me, the top two candidates are Jordan and LeBron. They're the two greatest players of all time, in my opinion. The two highest basketball peaks that we've ever seen. And the argument for LeBron would be maybe a little bit more defensive versatility, a little bit more playmaking. But at the end of the day, I just feel that with Jordan, you're getting brilliant defense, You're getting really high-level playmaking given his gravity as a scorer. You're getting the best scorer of all time. And the guy who, to me, achieved the highest basketball peak. And I thought, could you play one of these guys in more roles than the other? And maybe there's that argument with LeBron. But also LeBron has the potential to probably be a bit more ball-dominant. I don't think there's a significant spacing advantage either way. So I'm going to go with the guy who I just think is a little bit better to establish the direction that my team is headed. Though actually, one final component is I did think about taking LeBron just to mess with Gabe, so, so that Gabe couldn't have LeBron at two. But I am going to take Michael Jordan. Thoughts? I'm, I'm, I'm glad that yeah. I've,
3: I honestly, as soon as Logan sent the random generator list yeah. from yesterday, I was like, like, well, my first pick's LeBron. But yeah. I, the fact that you, I I think you literally cannot go wrong here. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree. It. Ultimately, this pick probably determines where you're going in other rounds yeah. more than it does. Agreed. It's not, it's not a wrong answer. It's a one answer is – or both answers are correct. It's one of those right. types of tests. But then it's also a like choose-your-own-adventure, and it determines the way that you build the rest of the team. Right.
4: Well, What's interesting is – so I did a TikTok where I was building my all-time offensive starting five, and I did have LeBron on that team, and I didn't have Jordan. Part of that is – There, I could control every single outcome, right? You know, I know exactly who I'm going to get. Here, I don't know that. So because of that, I'm just going to lean on the guy who I think is a little bit better in a vacuum. And then we'll see how I can build from there. So, all right. Unsurprising first two picks. Logan has been doing lots of talk about how I think he's going to pull something crazy here at three or four.
2: Okay, I'm going to let you guys peek behind the curtain. Last night, I was locked in, and I had officially decided... Locked in where? That I was going to take... I was, I was 100% sure that I was going to take Larry Bird and Steph Curry at 3-4. Oh, jeez. For versatility reasons, for ball movement, for I just think flow of a modern offense, uh, I decided against that after a long chat with my dad. Uh, with the third pick, I am taking Kevin Durant. Um, wow. And I, I just want a guy that I can go to late in games who I know that can just serve buckets. I need a late-game bucket getter. I need a guy who's going to shoulder the load of my entire offense. I just need a guy who I can go to in a pinch and who can score. Um, I think, personally, I lucked out in the draft. I think the 3-4 and four spot is optimal because you know mm-hmm. that you can go back-to-back, back, you know, every pick. Um, the draft started at 3-2 because, I mean, you knew it 1-2. and two. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm going KD here just because I think he's the toughest bucket on the board. You could make, I guess, an argument for Kobe. I like KD's efficiency. You just watch KD, man. It's just so much more effortless for him. So... um I'll let you guys guys give your opinions after my next pick. Number four, I'm not going to lie, guys. I really thought heavily about taking Stephen Curry just off of off-ball value because I know – I mean, they were the greatest offense of all time together, and so I thought about repairing them up. I'm not – I'm going to take Kareem. I'm not going to do the dumb thing. I'm going to make the smart play, and I'm going to take Kareem for – I'm getting a guy who can anchor my boards. I'm getting a guy who can anchor my defense. I'm getting a guy who – I mean – like His resume is stupid, man. Six-time uh, MVP. He's a six-time NBA champ, 11-time All-Defense. Um, and then, again, you want to talk about tough bucket-getting? In the modern era, Like if you are a lackadaisical big man on the floor, Kareem is going to eat with a skyhook, drop steps. Uh, he's got all the moves in his bag to score on the low block, plus he anchors my defense, plus he anchors the glass um so yeah i think i lucked out um i'm super ecstatic to get both of these guys but i also do think i think there is a counter to a drafting kareem the reason i wasn't uh the reason i thought about not taking kareem was i think there is such a wealth of big men in the yes. nba today like you could get a a moses malone late and i really wouldn't be mad about that you could get a hakeem olajuwon a, even a, a dikembe Mutumbo. like there's a lot of really good defensive big men in the NBA. i'm not trying to put Dikembe's not going to be taken today because
4: but, the but position get, is so strong. Exactly.
2: You get what I'm saying, though. Totally. Is there is a wealth of guys in the same mold, but I just think Kareem is head and shoulders above because of his post game, and so I'm going to take him. Also, yeah. I mean, he's just, a, he's just the second or third
4: greatest player of all time, and arguably. I mean, Pete Kareem was 35-17-5 on insane efficiency. Like, his athleticism in Milwaukee was unbelievable. His playmaking, and then, yeah, just a game-changing defensive player. Getting him at, I mean, to me, he should have been a top-three pick. KD is obviously interesting I can't really object to it I mean in terms of basketball skill few people rate higher all time I think it's a bit of a reach but he's an exceedingly easy guy to play alongside other people because of the catch and shoot he is a top two pure scorer of all time in my opinion the only thing I would push back on is probably you're not getting as much all-around playmaking or defensive value but I mean you know it there's a give and a take with everybody I don't think it's a bad pick. It's a little wacky, but I don't
3: think it's terrible. I Gabe? mean, I would have probably picked him at five if if Logan had not taken him. So I wouldn't blame him. And for that, that is why I did it. I was like, I cannot let KD go to a <laughs> team with MJ or LeBron. Um, Boy, I need to do some thinking now. So okay, I'm on the clock at five, and Correct. I will just say this: we've we've. Uh, in terms of building a cohesive team and not just accumulating talent, this is this is an accumulating talent pick, but it is also a building a functional basketball team. And I, this is something that, um, to peel back the curtain, like we've all, you, Logan, and and Peyton have talked about it a little bit in, in, in group text, and I mentioned it in passing last week. But I would love to see what LeBron James looks like next to Steph Curry, and mm-hmm. so I'm going to put Steph Curry as my as my point guard. Great too. And, and And not only do do I want to see what that looks like, I know that LeBron James wants to see what that looks like because yeah. every single time he gets a chance at the All-Star game, like this is a stupid <laughs> argument to make, but every time he gets a chance mm-hmm. at the All-Star game, he shows you who he's interested in playing with. He mm-hmm. did it with Anthony Davis before he had Anthony Davis. He's done it with Steph Curry. Every time that the All-Star game happens and Curry goes nuclear, has 50 points on Sunday night, mm-hmm. LeBron is just like a kid in a candy shop watching... Steph do what he does. And I think that the two of them playing together would be absolutely absurd. The the gravity of Steph shooting the ball Mm -hmm. with the peak LeBron downhill driving Mm -hmm. ability would put so much pressure on defenses and you would, you'd be nearly unguardable. Just that alone, like you could put someone out there who can't shoot along with them. But Mm -hmm. if you put more shooting around LeBron, we always know the best thing with LeBron is pure shooters and... We saw how good he was with, like, a Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving's yeah. not, like, a drop-dead, insane shooter. Mm-hmm. Steph having the worst three-point shooting career season of his career, but, like, peak Steph with LeBron would be insane. Oh, so I'm taking yeah.
4: Steph. No, it's a really good pick. And honestly, I mean, I'm pretty much left with the board I expected to have because I thought that Logan was going to take Steph. The qu- I don't know if I expected KD to go. In the top five, I thought maybe one of the great bigs other than Kareem would. And so I'm left in an interesting spot here. At six, I'm going to go with Larry Bird. I just think that's one of the highest offensive peaks in basketball history. I mean, so versatile, so efficient. Talking about a guy who really can score from anywhere on the floor and can playmake, whether it's pushing in the break, whether it's out of the post and is just going to amplify the basketball talent around him and is going to compete and be a big-time clutch shot maker, all defense when he was at his best. Like, Healthy Larry, I think, is a top-six peak player in Mm -hmm. basketball of all time. So I feel really good about that. I'm going back to back here, though. And seven is where I find myself more conflicted because I think Steph and KD were the two non-bigs who were potentially valuable enough for me to consider taking here? Although there is one more guy. I'm wondering if you're going to pull the trigger on him. I think I know. Who you, I think I know who you want. The one guy who I'm thinking about is Magic Johnson. Is that who you thought I was thinking no. of? No, I would not have gone with. So,
3: but Magic Jordan and Bird yeah, on the dude. same team like you might just run away with the Twitter, <laughs> yeah. The Twitter poll. Yeah, <laughs> I mean,
4: so here's what I'm thinking. Ah, I had this whole thing planned out, but I actually didn't think Magic was going to be here. Um, So, my dilemma is, honestly, I'm just going to be frank with you guys about what I thought I was going to do. I thought I was going to take Tim Duncan here, because then I was going to leave my options open. I could play him at the 4 or the 5. Really you know, Mm -hmm. easy guy to fit into a team, no matter what, two-way value. No, he's just going to play his role. Doesn't need a lot of shots. Right. (laughs) But... Given the wealth of bigs, I think I'm going to take Magic. I think I'm going to take the greatest playmaker of all time. Goodness, that team on a graphic is going to blow people (laughs) away. I mean, at the end of the day, scoring is something that I'll be able to get from so many guys on this team. And by the way, Peak Magic was putting up 24 a game pretty darn efficiently in 87. And, yeah, I mean, good Lord, the things that we're going to do offensively will be unthinkable.
2: I love the pick. I mean, yeah, like, like Gabe said, dude. You're talking about big threes. I don't know if it can get any better than that. That's we literally have a picture. I'm not even have to make a graphic. I'm just gonna go Carson's team, and it's gonna be that picture of them <laughs> on the dream team, all holding up their fingers. I, I think it's an awesome pick. I would love to see. I'd love to see this team, and you
3: know, actually play some. All right, Gabe. Jeez, um, this is where it gets tough for me.
4: Mm, man, I really wish. I really I really wanted magic though. That was that was who I was hoping was gonna slip down. It's funny because it honestly wasn't even really in my mind. I was having internally the Jerry West Oscar debate for who I was gonna take in the fourth round for my <laughs> to be my point. See, I don't wanna be completely
3: disrespectful to like old mm-hmm. older guys. I keep leaning the modern era so heavily. Um but I'm going to go with – this is probably a dumb pick. I'm going to go with Jerry West. I like at, it. Because if I'm going to put someone next to Steph, yeah. I want a two-guard who can handle the ball pretty pretty competently. Mm-hmm. Because I want to have the ability to let Steph yeah. run around off-ball, off-screens, and do all that kind of work. Jerry West gives me that, that opportunity. And, of course, you could say, well, LeBron gives you that opportunity too. But – yeah. Jerry's incredible. Yeah. And all the deficiencies of Jerry West are pretty, I mean, are things that are out of the control of, of this scenario. Right. So I'm not worried about that. I'm just going to go with Jerry West at, at the shooting guard spot. It might be a reach. It might have been a poor value play given where you guys might value him, but I'm just going to put him there.
4: I don't think it's a poor value play. The logo. I, I mean, at the end of the day, like, this is what we're talking about. It's such a big dominant pool at the top. That even though Jerry West is not a top eight player of all time, you know, once you start to filter the bigs out there, cause you're only going to take, you know, one or maybe two of those guys for your starting five, he leaps up and yeah, I mean, defensive dog. And like you said, you basically have three guys who can potentially be your lead ball handlers or, you know, playing more of an off ball role with LeBron and Steph having tremendous value there. LeBron's athleticism, Steph shooting. I think it's a good pick. I think it's a great pick, too. Um,
2: Man, this is tough. I think I'm going to take... I think the next guy off my board is Kawhi Leonard. Um, I don't know if that's a crazy pick to you guys. I I think he might be my next pick. I'm just thinking off pure peak. I mean, you were getting a guy who's the best 3 and D guy in the league, who's the best defensive player on the planet, who is... uh, I thought I was going to snipe
4: Kawhi in the seventh round. He's reaching. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> dude, are reaching. you guys serious? Like Pete Kawhi, I this think this is a
2: reach.
3: He's not a top ten player of all time. I mean, I
2: think Kawhi's malleability. I'm thinking about just the big pool. No, I get what well, you guys are where, saying. This is where
3: it goes to, to like building a team rather than yeah. I get what you guys you are saying. Like
2: no, 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 hundred percent. Like I'm thinking about the guys on my board. I here's here's what I'm thinking about with the three and D aspect. Like I my top three guys are probably Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, and Giannis Antetokounmpo right now, or mm-hmm. Wilt or Shaq. But I already have Kareem. You know, what the hell am I gonna do with Shaq and Wilt on the same, you know, with yeah. Kareem? I Out of the pool of wings. It's tough. I think I think Kawhi is a no-brainer, the best wing available. I'm debating I'm debating whether I go out and get Tim Duncan, KG,
3: Giannis, or like Barkley for my four spot, but Got to appreciate someone who can just like load manage his way through things so much. That, <laughs> hey, I mean, I, you could just—he could just let everyone else. Like he can let well, Kevin Durant just... and Cream of Jabbar.
4: an argument against Kawhi—I knew you were going to do that, Gabe. Oh, Kawhi's I mean, going to get hurt. Okay, think about the ISO wing scoring tandem. I'm taking of Katie and Kawhi.
2: I know, I know who I'm going with my next two picks. I don't care what you guys think. I'm taking Kawhi Leonard with the ninth pick, and I'm taking Luka Doncic with the tenth pick. No,
3: <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, I wanted Luka. Let's unpack that. But I feel like, and this is this is where you start projecting stuff.
4: Well, but I'm not projecting anything. You can anything, only take bruh. the peak value that we've actually seen out of Luka, right? I mean, we're not. My view is this is a season <laughs> of basketball, right? We're taking all these guys at their best. We're not taking all these guys for you know their entire careers. And so I think you can only judge based on the value that we've actually seen. Luka has had one of the highest offensive peaks that we've ever seen. He's one of the great shot creators and playmakers of all time. Like I don't think that's crazy to say. The argument against him would be compared to all-time great players, the efficiency... Is man- I think, right, the- but you know what? But you oh, know wait, what? I'm, I'm not gonna push, I'm going to push back on the efficiency okay.
2: point because of just how hard his job okay. has been. I think in a situation like this, where his job is to just catch and shoot and to run and facilitate the offense, I think his efficiency goes up just because of the you know the difficulty
4: of the shots he's taking. Okay. Well, my counter would be, I don't think that Luka Doncic. First of all, I think he's a good enough pure shooter to say that he's like going to be a good catch and shooter. He needs to demonstrate that, and. Uh, That's how he plays basketball for a reason. I mean, he's an incredibly ball-dominant guy. And, yeah, maybe part of that is a product of the roster. But I think that's who Luka is. And you're getting one of the worst defenders out of this entire pool. So, to me, it's just there's so much offensive value everywhere that I do think efficiency, versatility, defense, things like this really matter. So, I don't like that pick. I'll be honest. I think that's a reach. I like the Kawhi pick a lot more than that. Gabe, what are your thoughts? I think both
3: both are reaches, but I I did want Luka later.
4: Okay. So
3: now you're sitting on the
4: board here. I think I'm getting a six seven dude who's gonna defend a, a guard spot. Luca? Yeah. Oh dude, Luca's might be the worst defender to be taken today. Whatever, bro. I got Kareem <laughs> backing him up. I got Kawhi on the wings. Like whatever. Yeah. We're it's on. My point is just Luca's value as the ultimate floor raiser is to an extent diminished when you have great offensive talent around him everywhere. Like, Luka just has the ball in his hands all the time. Yeah, and he manufactures great offense. And with guys like this around him, we are going to eat. I, again, if we're going to be unstoppable on offense. I, I just think, given his I, flaws, it's not worth, to me, taking a guy who is such a heliocentric player, top ten. Because you have Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard and... Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You don't need the one-man Would offense. you have
2: liked... If I had taken... Okay, the another guard on my board, I was probably... Next, I would have gone Steve Nash or Chris Paul. Would you like that more than me taking Luka?
4: <laughs> I value... <No. laughs>
2: I mean, not Nash. I valued late-game scoring creation a lot, too, and I just think Luka is a guy who can Why create... Why do you need a, that
4: when you have Kawhi and KD? I want it from everywhere on the floor. Okay. Gabe, who are you taking? Giannis. Yeah!
3: Wow! Oh, this is a dream team. <laughs> Let's go! Wow! Yeah, I'm putting Giannis out there, dude. Giannis. Uh, first of all, you put him out there, and I don't. I know we literally just had the conversation about we're taking them at their peak. Mm-hmm. We literally just saw a guy dominate the NBA Finals on a hyperextended knee. Yeah. And it, not only that, personality wise, I know he's gonna mesh. He mm-hmm. has the personality that I, I like. And like if if the first overall pick, I'm going to have the guy who is – if my first pick is going to be a guy who has only child syndrome and like everything needs to be about him, I need yeah. guys around him like Steph <laughs> and Giannis, who
4: – that's the most <laughs> negative thing I'll ever say
3: publicly on air about LeBron James. very brave of but, you. <laughs> but putting him next to Steph and Giannis, who, yeah. have, who have shown that they're very uh, adaptable – Human beings, personality-wise, around people that Steph is willing to let Kevin Durant come into his team and and do what he does. Mm-hmm. Giannis is is shown what he did and, and his personality after winning the NBA title this this past season, and then the fact that he is an incredible defender. He is a really solid playmaker for for his size, and he's a matchup nightmare. He's he's. It's almost like getting Shaq in terms of like. Mm-hmm paint efficiency Mm -hmm. while not – while having the opportunity for him to shoot the ball from the perimeter a little bit.
4: Yeah. I I think that – listen, I mean, as far as basketball ability, Giannis is a a revolutionary player. And he's going to do a whole lot of things at a very, very high level.
2: I mean, I just think I, – I honestly
4: think Gabe has crushed
2: these first three picks. You have a guy who's going to collapse defenses at an all-time level who's going to play – you get a guy who's going to play, you know, roll to the paint more effectively than anybody else in the league and a guy who's going to shoot the pill better than anybody in the league. This is I, – I And love Jerry. The, yeah, and Jerry. A guy yeah. who's just going to make it go and <laughs> can really facilitate everything. I, I love this.
4: This is a really, really good team. I mean, okay, the surplus of bigs thing is becoming crazy because – Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wilton Shaq have not been taken. <laughs> I mean, Gabe is going to get insane value <laughs> with somebody. Good Lord. The spacing's going to be kind of ass.
2: I don't know if so, that matters
4: at this point. No, so, or... no, no, no. That's the thing is that's why I... No, but Gabe's... I mean, not for Gabe. Gabe's just going to get a dominant dig. <laughs> one of them. Yeah, but he's going to play him alongside Giannis. That's okay. I mean, dude. Wait, not til see, wait, til, wait till you see... Wait till we
3: spacing. get to my bench. And also... The value and the the gravity of Steph Curry. Yeah, I mean... When you can't help off of him, because if you're helping, it's
4: off of LeBron or Giannis driving downhill at the rim, and then there's kicks out to Steph. We we don't need to get cute here. Like, you know, sure, spacing is something, but I mean, we're talking about unstoppable basketball (laughs) Mm -hmm. players here. And also, like, the defensive value that you're getting from Giannis and whichever five he takes is going to be utterly insane. And LeBron. And (laughs) (laughs) And Jerry West. Peak LeBron. (laughs) Okay. All right. Man, the one argument against my team might end up being defense here. But I'm thinking. So, like, I think Wilt Chamberlain is a top five basketball player of all time. Probably. And I think that Shaq is a top ten player. But when I look at the bigs on the board, Again, I'm trying to build a basketball roster that I think works. And I don't want to play Tim Duncan and one of those guys. But I do think I can play Duncan at the four because he has enough of the mid-high post game. We saw him defend fours throughout much of his career. So I'm going to take Tim Duncan here. He's a defensive pillar. He's a post-hub. He's a solid playmaker. He's incredibly unselfish. He can be a really good role man alongside, you know, Magic and, and Jordan. And, I mean, by the way, peak Tim Duncan, 2003, the guy averaged in the playoffs. Let me bring it up here because it's one of the great runs that we've ever seen. He was uh, 25, 15 and, a half and 5, more than three blocks a game. That's over a 24-game run. I mean, it's one of the highest defensive peaks we've ever seen. And just the consummate winner. So... I'm taking him. And now, as I look at the best players possible, maybe this is insane, but I really don't care. I'm taking Nikola Jokic. I think that I'm getting the greatest offensive big man that we've ever seen. Logan, I think that I'm adding shooting and playmaking out the wazoo. And uh, I'm not laughing because I hate. I'm not
3: laughing because it's mm-hmm. a negative of Nikola Jokic. Mm-hmm. Like better not be unbelievable player. Yeah, offensively as gifted as there comes at yeah. the center position. Um, people make a, all the arguments against him. You're either suck, suck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah uh-huh. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. I'm just laughing at how the board has fallen to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's unbelievable. Game is My positional value. Yeah is unbelievable at this point and I I want to ask the question of can I can I address my bench before I address. Yeah oh, by, all sure. means, okay, by all means, means. Sure. okay okay
4: yeah so this is part of what I've been grappling with is like again when I look at the non bigs, do I like any of them more than Jokic? I don't know if I do. I mean ladies and gentlemen, let's just remind <laughs> ourselves of what this guy is doing right now. Okay. Just a quick little rundown. We're looking at 26, fourteen and eight on better than 65% true shooting. His team is 20 points per hundred possessions better with him on the floor than off it. And I think he's the best player alive. And again, I mean, I'm adding offensive versatility. I do look at my team and I think I need shooting. And Duncan can still be a tremendous defensive anchor here. Like, I mean, the switchability between the two, I don't think you're losing a whole lot I, by running Jokic at the five. You know, we'll, Jokic will have to work with defensively, but we drop him. Well, he's been playing really hard. He's competent on the interior. Got you know good hands and Duncan as a help side rim protector is insane. Duncan can play the five and stretches like we'll make it work.
2: I mean, with the wealth of defensive big men too across NBA history too, you can get a guy who can supplement it if it's a bad matchup too. You know, if you're taking yeah. a uh, you know a Mark Eaton, even a Hakeem, a Ben Nobody's Wallace. taking Mark Eaton
4: in this draft? I'm just talking moment. about. I'm just throwing out
2: good <laughs> defensive bigs. You know, guys who can protect the rim
4: competently well, if I have Jokic and, isn't. You know, I have Tim Duncan. I mean, that's at the end of the day. I have one of the best defensive centers or best defensive power forwards of all. All time, right alongside him. I just think the one knock
3: I'd put on Carson's team. Yeah, you're incredibly slow. <laughs> we're, not, <laughs> not, we're not. We're not the most dude, athletic. Actually, that's a good point.
2: is <laughs> killing really you guys on the fast break. Your
4: team is incredibly we're slow. We're not Carson. the most athletic, but think about it. I have put together. By far the greatest passing team of all time. In the half court, they are I think I've put together, killing everybody. I think I've put together the smartest basketball team of all time, the most unselfish basketball team of all time. I agree. My team does. Have... I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking yeah, like your team trying to match up with yes. LeBron, Giannis, and Steph yes. running the break. Yes. <laughs> it's 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 slightly concerning. It's slightly concerning, yeah. <laughs> We'd make it work. I, I'm
3: glad you got to that part. Yeah. All right, Gabe. Is it my pick again? Yeah, you just have... All right, I'm not going to the center position because there's too much positional value remaining. I'm instead going to go to the bench. Off the bench, I want somebody who can score. Um, If my weakness in my starting lineup is going to be Jerry West, give me the guy that he drafted. I'm going to go with Kobe. Mm. It's
2: a good pick. Kobe was probably first on my board, just in terms of, dude, if you're talking about is
4: a six man yeah, role no, in this kind perfect. of draft,
2: unbelievable. unbelievable. You are just asking him to go out there
4: and serve buckets. And that's Sixth, what he would do, yeah. Yeah. Six man Kobe is perfect. Uh, yeah.
3: I wouldn't want him in the starting lineup. Yeah. And I know that, like, if, if, if it wasn't the three of us doing this draft and if we had probably, like, NBA people. NBA players, former mm-hmm. players drafting. Kobe's going – he's he's being in someone's starting lineup, yeah. probably over Jerry West. But I honestly think Jerry starting and Kobe off the bench is a better
4: basketball yes. fit in terms of role. I agree. I mean, let Kobe just be your high-volume sixth man. It's crazy to say, but, like, in this context, let him be your Lou Will, you know, yeah. except a clamp defensively. Like, he's not giving yeah. back that value there. But, yeah, listen, Kobe's just not the most efficient guy. He's not the most complete playmaker so he's not necessarily the easiest in a draft of this caliber to fit in with a team, but you make him your sixth man, yeah, and, and you're just getting the scoring. Yeah, it's I uh, think it's a very good pick. Um, I think it's a great pick.
2: I cannot believe this guy is still on the board. I will take Wilt Chamberlain no! with the 15th pick. Um, That's the greatest pick of all time. He's um, got
3: Kareem and Wilt.
2: Yeah, I mean, Wilt is either going to be you know my bench five and in non-Kareem minutes. We can have him out there. But in positional versatility, if I need really good defense... I think I throw Wilton Kareem out there and I think I'm yeah I, I mean, think I can do fine. Um so I was actually going to take if Gabe didn't take Kobe, I was debating between going Kobe and
4: Kevin Garnett. Hold up, real quick here. Well actually I guess this doesn't work. I was gonna say should we recap our starting fives, but Gabe doesn't have a starting nope, five. I don't yet. have so a starting five yet. We'll go
2: through one more round. I don't either, but this yeah, guy is gonna fill up my ah, see that's what you think. Oh this nope. is maybe this is cheeky. I don't know I don't know this is tough. Gabe's right. I'm debating between two guys, Clay Thompson and Dirk Nowitzki. And I know Clay may come off as a, oh, my God, wow, but Clay's a guy who can work perfectly off-ball to all these mm-hmm. guys. He doesn't need the rock in his hands. He's going to give me great defense, impeccable shooting. We can run all kinds of plays off-screen for him. Or I'm thinking about taking Dirk, and I start Dirk for the pure shooting, um, and we would have impeccable shooting. And if we're getting uh, if we're getting beat defensively because Dirk's out there, then I can just sub Wilt in. That is my dilemma right now. For the modern NBA, I'm going to go smaller. This may seem like a crazy pick. I'm going to take Clay Thompson for pure versatility reasons and off-ball wow. value. Um, again, I, I don't I, like. Yeah, it may seem crazy. I'm taking him over Harden, uh, uh, Dwayne Wade, a all these guys. Uh, I, I think Clay can just work in any situation you put him in. So I'm gonna
4: I'm gonna take Clay. What do you guys I, think? I'm not a big fan. I, I think that deeper down. You know, if he was your 12th pick, because he's clearly not a top 36 player of all time, then I could say, you know, maybe there's something there. Because obviously, I mean, off-ball value, he's one of the easiest guys to play. But I do think there comes a point where it's like, dudes are just so much better at basketball than Clay Thompson. Like, yeah. so much monumentally better. You know, clay I mean, but I'm not asking...
2: I'm asking him to play his role in yeah. what he does for the Warriors. I'm asking him to play hard defense, and I'm asking him
3: to make open shots. But yeah. this feels like you're trying to fit a need... Right. my point In is, the moment when you could get him. Exactly. That's and, what I'm saying. If or, you took or someone him, like him. Better.
4: If you took him with your last pick, maybe I would say, okay, but like there are dudes who just will bring me so much more athletically in playmaking and uh, you know, can still knock down an so open let me shot ask you and this. clamp up. Would you
2: take would you take James Harden over Clay?
4: Yeah. I would. I'm just thinking about
2: well, my lineup. I don't want
4: another guy who needs a ball in his well, hands. Well, I don't know if I would take James Harden over Clay and you're position, but also those are not, you know, the only two options in the world. Like, (laughs) James Harden is not really on my board for today. I don't think I'm gonna consider him, really. Unless... Interesting. Interesting. Just just because, again, guys who are extremely ball-dominant, when you're composing a team of all-time players, their value diminishes to me. That's sort of my thought. I think Clay's. A reach. Logan, I think there have been a few reaches. Very modern roster for you as well. Mm -hmm. I I told you, I want spacing, I want defense, and I I want versatility. I just think this, to me, is overdoing it. I mean, Clay has never been a top 10 player in basketball currently. And I'm and I'm not painting him out to be. I'm asking him to do a job. Yeah. But again, I just think... Nobody in this role needs to just be like a role player equivalent. You know, guys are so phenomenal at so many things. I think you're limiting yourself. Well, a and bit.
3: If, if you are going to be like, oh, this guy's going to fit a role, like a specific niche role, mm-hmm. the sixth pick on your team of 12 mm-hmm. is not where you do that. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. All right, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna <laughs> I'm shooting I'm y'all gonna to pick. death. I'm going to let Logan off the hook and uh, go to somewhere else. Okay. Oh, also, do you think Clay Thompson should have been on the all. On the top seventy-five team. Okay, so I mean, you think Draymond should have been too? Draymond's better I think than should all time. Been, yeah,
4: yeah, I think that. Listen, some of the selections to me are not great, and I think that their <laughs> hands are probably tied a bit by the fifty.
3: Did anyone not make it from the fifty team? I don't think so. Yeah. So then they, yeah, they then
4: they got. Yeah, I think that everybody made it. I mean, listen, like, I don't really get why Lenny Wilkins is on the list, if I'm being honest <laughs> with you. Like, I don't know if that's, like, a, he gets a coaching bonus thing or what. Because Lenny Wilkins is not a top 75 Oh, yeah, we're also taking a, a coach in this as well. Yeah, we will take a coach at the end. If it's not your 13th pick. I don't know. I uh, No, I don't think that Clay should have been top 75. I don't think that if, the, if we're talking about active players who should have been in— I don't think that Clay is better than any of the active guys on the list. I don't think Clay has a better case than Dwight. I don't think Clay has a better case than Draymond. So no. Yeah, like I think Dwight needs to be on the. I think Dwight should have been on. I don't
3: think I think Dwight a hundred percent has to be on the NBA hundred team.
4: Yeah, I mean, I, it just has to be recency bias prohibiting him because people have this. Yeah, the, the farther away you get memory. from twenty
3: ten, the, yeah. the
4: dumber you get in terms of Dwight Howard thought.
2: Yeah, well, <laughs> dude, that was a really fun team to watch too. Like people forget, man, with uh, the team that went to the finals, Yeah. Uh, the, the floor spacers you had there and you Shard we and Jameer Nelson, yeah, it was it was a fun team. And I mean, yeah. Dwight was Dwight was the best defensive big man in the NBA for what five six seasons. Yeah, it's it's
3: a, a no brainer in my opinion. I agree. Let's give it to balding uh, Lenny Wilkins I though. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right,
3: I'll take the I'll take away from. One Orlando Magic center in Dwight Howard, and I'll go with another. And I, I mean, at some point, you just have to take it. Good God, I'm gonna take yeah, Shaq. That's really scary. This guy's
2: got Giannis and Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> it's really
3: scary. Yeah, I'm gonna take Shaquille O'Neal at my center spot, and you can you can say floor spacing, and I will say I will address that on my bench significantly. Yeah. And yeah. Th- one of the people that I'm leaving available to Carson with these next two picks in the snake. I'm just trusting that Carson's not going to make his team Uh that
4: slow. (laughs) Interesting. And that bad defensively. See, people (laughs) underestimate how much I overvalue basketball skill. If you can play the kind of basketball I like, this is my dream, dude. I have magic Larry I mean, Tim Duncan's my favorite basketball player of all time. He's not as much of the skill element. But in Jokic on the same team? Tim Duncan's more of your favorite than Jokic. (laughs) Well, honestly, Jokic, Jokic, I mean, Jokic is my favorite player to watch ever. Tim Duncan, you know, there's some childhood um, nostalgia there. Okay, so I feel great about who I'm getting as my sixth and seventh men here. I wanted to get Shaq. I'm not going to lie about that. But I'm going to take Oscar Robertson here. I mean, I think that this is phenomenal value you're talking about a guy who's one of the great scoring playmaking combo engines we've ever seen like it is unthinkable how much oscar robertson produced while sustaining elite efficiency like the dude was out there putting up 31 12 and 11 and yeah sure there's pace and whatnot but like regardless he's doing that over his career he posted plus 7% true shooting compared to league average. Like, that's one of the best marks ever. And a genius passer, really good athlete, legitimate pull-up jump shooter for the time. So I feel really good about getting Oscar. And then we again confront the question of positional value. Because I think that Akeem is the best player on the board. And the question that I'm confronted with is, given the wealth of bigs, is it worth taking him? I think it is, because I actually do think that there's a bit of a gap between him and the rest of the competition. Resume-wise, maybe not between him and Moses, but the ability of Akeem to not restrict my offense by being able to really space it out as far as you know, 15 feet, high post game, so skilled there, second best defensive player of all time, I am remembering now that Bill Russell still hasn't been taken. And you know
2: why I really like this pick for you, Carson? Well, I haven't made it official yet because I did just remember Bill Russell hasn't been taken. But, yeah. I I just like this because if you have an argument against Jokic and just, you know, his Mm -hmm. defensive liability, well, if you, you know, again, in a matchup, I'm thinking about hypothetical matchups, you saw Bikin right in there. He's a guy that doesn't stop the flow of your offense. You can run offense to him on the low block, and he is... I mean, I think Hakeem's the greatest defensive big man who ever lived. Do you you
4: disagree? Do you still think it's Bill? I think it's Bill, and now that's what I'm confronting here. Okay, Bill Russell's basketball resume is better than Hakeem's. I think, though, that the gap in offensive value, I mean, at the end of the day, the distinction between the two is Hakeem can be your offensive centerpiece as a scorer. Bill Russell simply could not. Bill Russell not only did not score with volume, he was not efficient as a scorer. Good playmaker, transcendent defensive player. This is tough between these two. Very, very tough. I think I'm going to take Akeem. Ah, it feels disrespectful (laughs) to Bill. Mm. (laughs) All right, I'm probably at like a minute. We have not been timing, by the way. No, we have not. We're not not breaking the time. No, I don't think that we have very much at all. Yeah, all right. Um, Carson, I think it's a good pick. I think it is too. I just feel bad turning down the greatest winner in basketball history. But give me the post scale of Akeem. So,
3: so it's me.
2: Yeah, Gabe is on the clock. And then we will have what? We we,
4: we will we have full starting fives? I already have a full starting fives. Okay, five. I do. so, so do I. I. everybody does. Okay. Let's pause for a moment then and let's just go our full starting fives. So I have Magic, Jordan, Bird, Duncan, Jokic as my five.
2: Uh, I've got Luka, Clay, Kawhi, KD, Kareem, and Wilt off the bench.
3: Okay, I've got Steph, Jerry West, LeBron, Giannis, Shaq, Kobe off the bench.
4: Gabe, that's a really good team.
2: <laughs> how did how did how are we the NBA guys and we let Gabe walk into our show and
4: come away with the best <laughs> team? could be, yeah. I mean, listen. It, it's, I, think it's I, I think I'm pushing Gabe. I really like my team too, but I love the fact that Carson's team
3: might keel over and die in transition defense. <laughs> but... <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not gonna pass up the, the the greatest winner in basketball history. I'm just gonna take Bill Russell. That's a good pick. Seventh guy on my. Th- I...
4: Yeah, I mean... I've got arguably... Dude, I mean... I think you have a top seven player of all time as your seventh as guy. As my seventh guy. This <laughs> is, is the thing pick. with the centers. It's ridiculous.
3: Positional value. You just have to understand it. And yeah. I've, I've cracked it at center position. I got Shaq at the sixth pick and... Yeah, it's phenomenal work. Russell at seventh.
2: Phenomenal work. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a good pick. I'm... I don't know who to go with at this point. Um i'm conflicted i i I really i I don't know you talk about harden not being on your board i think harden would be perfect in this fill it up role off the bench like you give him an immaculate role man and Wilt chamberlain off the bench uh, this is a guy who can just i put the ball in his hands and he's he's going to manufacture offense for me I, i think harden might be the play for me here again man like i think i think james harden at this point i think he gets so much hate from the media i almost think he's underrated now in terms of like what he did like this, this MF was putting up 36 a night and dudes were acting like it was normal. Like Harden at his peak was one of the absolute freakiest dudes in basketball. And he, I don't know if we need to put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a freak. I, given his, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, habits, a little close to home. <laughs> he's a freak. Um, I think I might actually go with, I, I think Harden might be my guy. Yeah. I, I'm going to pull the trigger. I'm going to get James Harden here. Um, and then I am I'm kind of stuck with debating what big man to go with next, and I mean that in the sense of like versatility wise, guys who are going to work in this lineup. I'm thinking about KG. I'm thinking about Charles Barkley. I'm thinking about Dirk Nowitzki. I think I'm going to take Kevin Garnett, and this mm. this is this is a, peak a great pick. pick. I wanted KG. I, I, I think you know I'm just getting a guy who is versatile at the four or the five spot. He's going to be one of the best defensive players on the court. He's also This is a game-changer in my opinion, fellas. Kevin Garnett, at all times, is always going to be the craziest man on the floor. And I just like that element of volatility at any point that KG could just explode on somebody. Also, at his peak in 2003, his MVP season, he's averaging six assists a night. Like, KG was— Oh, yeah, easy? 3 04, sorry. Yeah, I mean, KG can do it all on the floor, and I think people forget he's also similar to Duncan in the way. I'm not getting spacing out to the three, but I am getting spacing, getting spacing. out to the uh, top of the key to mid-range. And so I just think KG, with the limitations of maybe a KD at the four spot, um, I-, I don't
4: have that. I can yeah. sub in, and I just have a lot of versatility. So Garnett is my next pick. This may be the first pick of the draft where I just feel absolutely gutted that I didn't get him myself. I mean, KG is like we're talking about his peak in that o three o four range insane athlete one of the best defenders we've ever seen do it all offensively I mean I think underrated as a jump shooter like he really had a prominent mid-range game it's a phenomenal phenomenal pick you can really play him alongside a center because he does have that comfort spacing it out to 18 feet at your Best pick of the draft. I don't like the rest of your draft, though, so it's okay. I can yeah, I don't screw I don't, you. I do I I am shooting y'all to death.
3: I think Logan has okay. clearly the worst team. Yeah, I agree.
2: In, the, taken... mod- in the modern NBA, I'm cooking y'all boys. You've... Carson's team is going to keel over and die in transition. Gate, actually, Gabe's team's just kind of loaded, bro. <laughs> I don't not... really know what to say. All right, um,
4: I need a guard. Let's just say my transition offense. Oh, wait, wait. Are you kidding me? I Take have Rondo. Magic, Jokic, Take Rondo. Bird, and Jordan. Guard and guard. <laughs> Take Rondo. I'm almost. <laughs> Take Caruso. <laughs> team oh, my... gave a look. <laughs> He's my
3: considering it. My team might be so good. My 12th pick might be Alex Caruso. Um, <laughs> for morale. For morale. Uh-huh. For morale boosting. Um, I, I almost want to just tell you guys the two names and let you guys decide. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, because I'm between Isaiah Thomas and Chris Paul. Yeah, for the I'm, I'm not card. a
2: big I'm not a big Isaiah guy. I don't know. I you can, also, oh, you don't have MJ on your team, so you actually could do it. Yeah,
3: yeah, Isaiah yeah. I could not take yeah. Isaiah. <laughs> Carson
4: literally cannot take Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, I think that the margin is slim. I mean, there's so many similarities as far as they're these brilliant playmaking floor general guards, but they can really fill it up for you when they need to. I would give the Ooh. defensive edge to CP, and so I would probably give him the edge overall. I would also
3: give the team chemistry edge to CP because he's LeBron's 100%. friend. So I'm going to go yeah. with Chris Paul.
4: That's a great pick. I thought CP was going to be my target as the floor general of my second unit, but then once Oscar was there, I was like, sheesh. I mean, I'll take him. I think that that's a really good pick. Uh, CP is a phenomenal all-around point guard, like the prototype at the position. Really, and rare guy who like will not care if he scores. Totally, he'll just go out there
3: and set other guys up. That's which why it's would be. beautiful. And like, I know that he wanted to play with Kobe at one point. Yeah, he's definitely wanted to play with LeBron at some point. Mm-hmm. And can you imagine him like running pick and roll
4: with Giannis? Yeah, or Shaq? Like, uh huh. It'd be un- It'd be insane. My only potential critique of the pick, which I do think is a good pick, is that we've talked so much about positional value at the center spot. I think we're running into a similar tier here at point guard where you have Isaiah, Stockton, Kid. the margins Steve between those Nash. guys, Nash and yeah, CP. Yeah, I just wanted to get one No, I, so I could be pick. creative the rest of the way. I think it's a good pick, and to be clear, I would have taken CP. I had him mocked out as my round eight guy who would have been my target. I but... got him at round eight. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> good pick. All right. So let's see here. This is really interesting. My board... Only got five spots left on your roster, Carson. Has been shaken up a little bit. I'm looking, and I think that there's a best player available. The question is, do I want to take him? I would take Glenn Big Baby Davis I'm here. i thinking about taking Glenn Big Baby Davis. I mean, this is tough, dude. There is an insane basketball peak out there for the taking. No, Elgin Baylor. No. (laughs) So, my guys who I wanted, I kind of wanted crazy, versatile, athletic threes, fours, Kawhi, Giannis, KG in this range. They're not there. I do think there's a guy who's a better player in a vacuum. The question is, is he a better basketball fit? I don't know, but I'm going to take Julius Irving here, and I really think that it's a pretty good value pick. My dad loves the pick. Yeah, I mean, look, Dr. J, and sure, much of his peak was in the ABA, but... The guy's a four-time MVP, uh, one of the crazier athletes that we've ever seen, and just Mm -hmm. downhill forces, good playmaker, like... And I asked my dad last night,
2: uh, Dr. J is my dad's favorite player of all time, I asked him what was a common misconception that people kind of don't think about when they think about Dr. J, Mm -hmm. it was the fact that Dr. J could shoot, you know, like, people think everybody from this era was just trying to get downhill and serve Mm -hmm. buckets that way, no, Dr. J does not have three-point range, but he could damn sure knock down a couple shots from the mid-range, like... Like you said, great shooter, great playmaker. I think Dr. J is one of the great underrated, just throughout criminally
4: underrated guys in NBA history nowadays. I mean, he's a top 15 player of all time, I would say. You know, defensive playmaker as well. So I feel good about that. Oh, my God. Throughout his career, Dr. J, two steals in 1.7 blocks a game. That's just insane. Athleticism on display there. So I feel pretty good about that. Now, Okay. So, I've got a few candidates in mind. I'm thinking about Dwayne Wade, add more crazy athleticism, another downhill force. I'm thinking about maybe Scottie Pippen, the versatility there, the all world defense, the playmaking, a guy who doesn't need to score a ton to bring me a ton of value. And I'm thinking about Rick Barry. I mean, one of the great scoring peaks we've ever seen. Averaged 34-plus in consecutive seasons. NBA peak was 31-6-6. Six and six. And one of the best passing wings we've ever seen. Hmm. I have a bit of a decision to make here, don't I? I think I want to go D-Wade. I, I mean, like it. I think I can put him off ball. He can be a slasher, a cutter. And, again, the playmaking value is immense. He was an all-defense guy at his peak. Like, maybe I'm not getting ideal spacing for my second unit, but I'm getting dudes who can hit jumpers. You know, I'm not getting absolute negatives to my spacing. I don't have a single one of those guys in my second unit. I don't have a single one of those guys on my team. And so, because of that, I would just take the basketball peak of D. Wade, which was, you know, a guy who had one of the great finals performances that we've ever seen. And, average throughout that playoff run 28 6 and 6. I mean, dude was incredible. I
2: like it. People forget how good D-Wade was at his peak, man, that uh that 06 playoff run, man. And then his uh this is a Bill Simmons take. This isn't one that I've adopted of my own. Uh Bill Simmons thinks that D-Wade's peak was higher than Kobe's like highest peak ever. That's that, interesting. That
4: 09 season he think was better than any Kobe season yeah. ever. Yeah. Um, That's an interesting debate that I always think of is what do you consider D Wade's peak? Is it 06 or is it 09? I I think it's 09 Well, so for those who are not as familiar with every season D Wade's career That's when he scoring title and also career-high in assists Very efficiently. I think it's tough. I mean to me what he did in the 06 finals Difficult to ever surpass he may have been a bit more evolved as a playmaker by 09 But he was a really good playmaker in 06 too. Well, but I think
3: that I think I think boiling it down to just the fact that he won the title that year isn't necessarily... I don't I think, that think that that's would... necessarily the the differentiating factor, but I think a lot of people would be like, oh, well, yeah, he won the right. title that year. And I think that would be like if we see an evolved Giannis in yeah. three years yeah. win a scoring title and win a league MVP or something. I know Wade didn't, but win a league MVP or something like that, and then being like, oh, well, he was better, he was better when he won that title. Right. And it's just like the the circumstances surrounding things and the right. fact that he had Shaq on his, at his disposal and all those wow, types of Shaq things. Well, Shaq kind of sucked in the finals, Well, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. but no, yeah. he was... No, Antoine no, no, Walker was their second leading scorer. To get
4: there. Right. All that mentoring help, all, I guess. I just think... So, I mean, he did... I mean, he averaged 35 in those finals, right? It's like he was athletically a physical force like we've almost never seen.
2: I think, honestly, I think the comp is Ja Morant. Uh, if, if you want to go
4: modern, guys... If you want to be nice today, to Ja.
2: Well, I mean, yeah, I, Dwayne was on a different level, but the only comp that I can think of in the modern NBA is, like, a Ja.
4: With a legitimate pull-up jump yes. shooting game.
2: So, maybe, maybe closer again, to... And, being all
4: defense again, caliber. Maybe, I don't know if there is a comp Maybe Wade. closer to
2: a better prime D-Wade. I'm just trying to think, guys, on that athletic level. Like, Dwayne was crazy.
3: Yeah, he was... I think Wade actually has a lower public opinion value just because most people's most recent memory of him is that he was like a degenerative knees with LeBron at the
4: end. I totally agree and I think people forget how insane of a playmaker he was too. I mean the guy was consistently in the seven assist a game range in the pre-LeBron days and then yeah you know he's injured he's not himself anymore but he was automatic first team All-NBA kind of guy when he was healthy so I feel good about that.
3: All right I'm gonna do this one quick uh and I'm just going to add to my bench I know Talking about positional value, needing needing wings, needing guys who can give LeBron some rest. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Scottie Piven. Yeah, that's a good pick. I, I need him to guard Durant and Leonard on Logan's team. I need him to guard Larry and Michael Jordan on Carson's team. I need him to give LeBron some rest. And the fact that he, I take him away from allowing one of you guys to put him on LeBron—
2: Gabe, if we're if a we're a doing pick. these
3: hypothetical matchups, I'm going with Scotty.
2: Gabe, Gabe has foiled my entire draft. I had my bench lined up
3: with that. <laughs> Damn, I don't and
2: know. When what I that. heard
3: Carson say Scotty, I was like, please don't <laughs> I, I don't need Dwayne Wade when I have Kobe. But yeah, um, I needed Scotty Pippen. Take I a need, I need a, a defender.
4: One of the great do it all winning play guys that you mm-hmm. could
2: add. All right, um, I think you guys. I, this was the guy who was going to be my one of my next two picks, regardless. Um. So, I I think you guys are going to crap on this. Uh, I don't think you guys are going to like this pick. Uh, I'm taking Tracy McGrady here um, uh, for peak. I need guys off the bench who can serve buckets, and T-Mac is one of the greatest buckets of all time. At his peak is a 36 to 37% shooter um, from deep. He put up, you know, on those abysmal Orlando teams, and I guess that would be the argument historically against T-Mac is that, you know, those Orlando teams were so bad. Dude, he's putting up, you know, 30 a night, and then when he gets to Houston, I feel bad for him because T-Mac's just as effective, not from the perimeter, but he's just as effective as an all-around scorer and Yao Ming just cannot stay healthy. Also, on T-Mac, guys, I may have found the worst trade in NBA history. The Toronto Raptors, do you know what they traded uh, T-Mac for, uh, for Orlando? They got back one first-round pick in 2005.
4: Is that worse than trading Robert Tractor-Trailer for Dirk Nowitzki?
2: That first-round pick turned out to be Fran Vazquez, who never played a (laughs) minute in the NBA. That's a pretty bad trade. That's horrendous. So T-Mac is my guy um, with that pick. I wanted to get Scotty because, you know, while you may have your uh, issues with McGrady and Harden defensively, uh, I needed a guy who's going to pick up the slack for them. So I need a a guy who can play defense stat. Pippen was going to be my guy. Um... Man,
4: I, I I don't I don't know where to go here now. I will say, peak T-Mac was. Uh, I mean, obviously, okay. Actually, I do know cool who I'm going to take. Okay, uh, I was going to give some brief. Sorry, analysis. no. Go ahead, go ahead, please. My thing with T-Mac would be, again, I just am not super inclined to take guys who it's outside of scoring. I'm questioning what is really their value. T-Mac scored throughout his career at below league average efficiency, which is kind of insane for a star guy. And, I mean, he was a good playmaker, but I just don't think you're getting the all-around value. Peak T-Mac, though. I mean, hey, for cool points, you get cool points. I don't
2: care about cool points. I care about winning and guys who can serve buckets off the bench. And James Harden and T-Mac are going to fill it up. So in my new 3 and d role, which actually may be an upgrade, I'm taking Paul George. Um... Wow, I, I don't think you, you look what? at res, you look at resumes, and see that's the thing. People are going to look at this and, and go, "Oh my God!" You know, resume wise, how did you go with Paul George over a like of uh, you know an Elgin Baylor or a George Gervin or a, any of these legendary guys? I think at his peak, I mean, Paul George was an MVP candidate on OKC. He's one of the best defensive players in the league. Um, he's a guy who I, I I don't like his spacing wise. I mean, he's a career thirty three percent shooter. The shooting comes and goes. What? I mean, he's he's a really good shooter, but I mean, he's PG been... is not a career thirty three percent three point shooter, isn't he? No, no, he's career thirty eight. My bad. Yeah. Um, PG's playmaking has come along; um, it's made big strides. But I need a guy who can play a three and D role, um, and also, I mean, PG brings a lot of other stuff to the table: ball handling, um, just pure shot creation. I, I think this is a real value pick. Like Gabe's reaction doesn't surprise me. I think this is kind of surprising in the in the scope of all time guys. But <laughs> I, I just, think, I, I think PG is a really
3: Underrated wing all time. Thirty six names. <laughs> <And>
1: Paul,
3: <laughs> Paul George. He, he, Paul George. Yeah. Oh man, thirty and thirteen. The Rosillo nickname for him sticks out for me. <laughs> Which I, I guess you can argue. You don't need him. You don't need him to be thirty on yeah. this team. I just. I mean, what, and like, if you're, he's your what eleventh
2: guy. I'm asking him to play a Scottie Pippen role. Do you guys think I sold but, by not going Elgin Baylor over Paul George?
4: Here's my issue with your general philosophy throughout this draft. I don't think, honestly, that PG is even your worst pick. I think that PG should not have been taken, but yeah, he can fill a role at a really high level. I just think there is obviously a middle ground to be met between accumulating pure basketball talent and fit. I think you have gone far too dramatically in the direction of fit.
3: Carson, I think you're being too nice. I I have something very mean to say. Go for it. Logan filled his bench with just losers. Like, <laughs> like, like, like guys that lose. Like Whoa. career like losers. Wilt,
4: historical loser. Yes. In the scope of things In the scope of things, talent, yes. I think it's a bit unfair with uh, Wilt. The other guys, though, I, mean, I think if you're, you're, you're going to have a easier time with. If
3: you've read the compelling argument of the Bill Simmons book of basketball, Wilt, com- historical loser, pains me to say, rock chalk. Mm-hmm. Kevin Garnett took him— he got there. Okay, I James think there's Harden. three. Okay, You've got okay. three. Easy James ones. Harden, yeah. Tracy McGrady, yeah. and Paul George. Those are guys losers.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Logan, your rebuttal.
2: I mean, you guys are hating. I'm thinking about my next pick.
4: <laughs> <laughs> deflect, deflect, deflect. Logan um, is dialed in. My, so my team is. My team. I'm so excited to see the reaction to your team. People are going to be shocked. Yeah, because they're stupid. Oh just wow. like it. superiority Look, guys, guys, complex. Guys, guys. My team is going to shoot all of you to death. We are bombing threes okay. and we are wetting them. I mean, you have easily some of and the biggest have, defensive liabilities on the court at all times. And they're you all have,
2: and we yeah, and they're all supplemented by other guys. For Luka's lack of defense, I have Clay and I have Kawhi in the starting lineup. For what you have concerns with Harden and
4: McGrady, I have PG, K G and but, Wilt well, off the bench. My point is though. I mean, almost every guy taken here is a really good defender because most all-time players are really good two-way players. So any liabilities kind of stand out. You've got a few of them. And I just don't think you have actually developed the most cohesive basketball lineup. Like, in spite of that being your goal, you've taken Luka, you've taken Harden, who I think are... Two of the. Le- I just, like, see, I just think compared that- to their value with a bunch of average NBA players, I think they have so much less alongside all time great NBA players. I mean, I guess
2: you could make an, a good argument that, like, a Chris Paul type would be better leading this charge.
4: Yeah, I would have um, taken a, CP over Luka. I had that conversation with myself. I, I
2: mean, I just, I, I, again, I value shot creation, late in games, and I think that if you, in a context like this, I think everybody's going to play winning basketball. And maybe that's just too big of an assumption for me. I just think with all this accumulation of talent, I think that you have to play with impeccable ball movement, with great, and I just, I, I kind of just think that's going to happen. In a situation like this where everybody on the floor is one of the greatest players of all time, one of the most talented players of all time, not not on my bench. With my bench, honestly, I kind of want Harden to just go to work. But I just... Then
4: why'd you I, take
3: Tima? I wouldn't want my bench full of guys who... Like, oh man, like losers and guys who also just like to complain. Like James Harden has forced mm-hmm. his way out of two plays. I don't want... In, in a situation where winning is what matters, and then like. I'm just, yeah. thinking,
4: I'm just thinking purely on floor. Okay, but, I, I'm no, but I'm I mean, person- personalities, personalities matter. Exactly. If you're talking about guys making adjustments, there needs to be evidence that they'll make adjustments. And there's not evidence of that for a lot of these guys. Wilt made the adjustment. If you're taking, you know, 1967 Wilt and on, then you have a winning basketball player like who made the ultimate adjustments. But Harden, I think, is probably the least likely player in NBA history. Luca I think is very unlikely. Like Luca, I love him to death. I think he's in the same basketball town. He's let a whiner, little diva. Let me ask you guys this on the PG pick. Okay. What
2: better 3 and D
4: wing is available for me after Scotty? To me, I would argue I there's no Scotty Carmelo. Scotty's not a 3 and D wing. Whoa. I think Pete Carmelo is better, <laughs> right? <laughs> if I'm trying to win basketball <laughs> games, I would rather have Pete Paul in, George off the bench. I mean, yes, 100%. Melo's a loser, bro. Melo's a real okay, loser. Okay. If we're talking about 3 and D, there is didn't a bit play of that defense. equation that's missing from Carmelo. Okay, him. okay, okay. I okay. would rather have PG than peak Melo. Again, I don't think the PG pick was your worst. I think it was a reach. But he is a guy who's easy to fit alongside other all-time great players. All right, well, I should um, say other all-time great. Alongside all-time great players. A long time, alongside He's an players. all-time very good
2: player.
3: Uh, Gabe, you're on the clock. Hmm. <laughs> spend spent so much time thinking about how bad Logan's team is <laughs> that I can't think of what I want to do with my we can thing. We can set these teams up in 2K, and I
2: will dust all of you guys. No I promise. way.
4: No, you wouldn't. Yes, I'm dusting all of you. I honestly can't even believe some of the value that is here on the board for me. I feel like my next two picks are going to be unreal. I don't feel like
3: there's a wrong answer for what I could do here in a lot of ways. um, I think if I'm going to have big guys... In the modern NBA, I know that I need somebody to shoot. I'm going to take Dirk. Because mm. if I have Giannis and Shaq and Bill Russell, I've got three guys who don't necessarily stretch the floor. And I want to have the option of a floor-spacing five-man or a floor-spacing four um, if I'm – or. Play Dirk at the 5 with LeBron as a 4, and defensively you can figure it out. But I want to have the option of putting Mm -hmm. shooters, just pure shooters, around LeBron. I
2: like that. That's a really good value
3: pick. And if I don't have Garnett, who I think could have floor-spaced and would have been a good option, I'm going to
4: take Dirk. That's a really good value pick. So, uh, now we're sort of assessing here, for me, like a bit of talent and fit stuff. Charles Barkley? (laughs) I'm thinking about Barkley. (laughs) I mean, Barkley was... One of the most efficient scorers we've ever seen. A really good playmaker for the position. Versatile scorer.
0: Are we I'm being thinking disrespectful
4: to Elgin Baylor? Either him. I'm not going to take Elgin Baylor here, actually. We may be. We can discuss this. If he doesn't go, I think I we probably I think probably, probably being disrespectful, him. but... So, okay. It is what it is. Here, here's my <laughs> thinking. Right now, I'm thinking about Barkley versus Moses. I think that Moses was a better player... I think that, again, Barkley is the more versatile offensive guy, insanely efficient, but I don't know, dude. Moses just ate up like 30 and 15 like it was He's the nothing. best offensive rebounder ever, he bro. He is certainly that. Maybe a bit of a black hole, though. Like, I don't know. He's one of the worst passing stars ever, probably. Good defensive big, not like an all-time great defensive big. I'm conflicted. Okay, here's what I'm going to do first. I'm going to take John Havlicek. And I know that I mentioned Rick Barry in the last go-around, and I didn't mention Havlicek. But I think that with Havlicek, I'm getting most of the scoring value, a ton of the playmaking value, and then I'm also getting a guy who is an all-world defensive player and uh, you know, willing to play multiple roles and an all-time winner. Wasn't always the most efficient, but outside of that, Pretty exceptional basketball resume. Big-time playoff performer. And again, a guy with his peak average, 29-9-7.5. and, seven and a half. So, given the defensive value from him, I feel pretty good about that. Now we have the Barkley versus Moses debate. Sorry, you took Hondo? Correct. Oh, man. I mean, this is tough, dude. This is a real debacle that I find myself in here. I think... I'm leaning towards Charles Barkley, man. I mean, Chuck throughout his career. Ready for this? 61.2% true shooting. League average throughout his career was 53.6. That's insane. And again, he could kind of do it all offensively. The thing is, I'm getting a guy who's you know six <laughs> five. <laughs> but let's look at my bench. I here. mean, am did, I lacking for it, size? It, I mean, it never mattered for Barkley out there on the floor. Like, yeah, he's my 11th guy. I mean, his peak was absolutely insane. I'm going to take Charles Barkley. Also, I just want to note right
2: now, guys. The shortest guy on my team is six five. The shortest guy on my team
4: is, well, actually, Hondo probably six uh, four. Chris no, Jerry and Hondo's Jerry. Hondo's not the shortest guy on my team. Hondo's six five, right? I think maybe the shortest guy on my team is, oh, D Wade. I think was six three. All right, Gabe. Or no, D-Wade's 6'4". Everybody on my team is 6'4". Hmm.
0: hmm.
3: I'm just thinking of where I want to go here. Um. This is tough. I need shooting off the bench. I'm going to go with Ray Allen.
2: Ooh! Mm, I like the pick. Alongside
3: Braun, can't go wrong. And, <laughs> yeah, we we've peak, seen it happen. In Ray it work. Allen, man. Uh,
2: Russell talked about this a lot when he went to the Celtics. Ray lost his handle when he went to Boston because he was just
3: so you know useful off ball. that so they just ran him around all the yeah, time, dude? Like he was just running sprints the whole
2: game. He, yeah. People forget what a bucket he was in Milwaukee and, and in Seattle, dude. Like, and yeah, he was a
4: good athlete. Yes, dude. And, he, and he was great people.
2: defensively. Like Ray was. Ray, I think again, people remember you know him winning the title, all these big shots he hit late in his career. They, they just forget about what a all around beast he was back in the day, man.
4: Um, yeah, that's a solid pick. You guys have left me a steal here. Uh, I have hold a... up. Sorry, real quick. Should we have the Clay Thompson what? versus Ray Allen Wait, debate? Because I... I think Pete Ray Allen is definitely better than Pete oh, Clay Thompson. Yeah, I think so. Yes, too.
2: I think so too. If you're talking about all-around value, we also I want a guy who's going to fill a role. Well, how can Ray Allen not fill the same role? Well, I I just I don't need another guy who needs the ball in their hands. Ray Ray doesn't doesn't need the the ball in his hands. Well, I'm talking about if I'm getting peak Ray, I feel like I'm wasting him almost because I'm not gonna run plays with the ball in his hands. But having the ability
3: to do something and not using it is different than not having the ability to do something and not asking. It doesn't make
4: sense to me. Somebody can do more things, so you want somebody who can do less. I don't know. I, I want a guy who's able to, like I want a like, Ray Allen, too qualified for my the job. Boys, yeah, <laughs> honestly, where, yes. But we saw like I,
3: him in do this, the
2: job in Boston. In the flow of the off. Yeah, but I think Clay's a better defender. Okay. That's the but, distinction I made. I wanted a guy who's a better defender.
4: All right. I, I mean, you taking maybe out?
3: that argument makes sense
4: because you if guys, you've got Luka I, on the team. <laughs> you guys left me
2: Joel Embiid, so I'm going to take him. Um, I, I think Embiid is really versatile. I think I can. Throw him in a bunch of these different lineups. Um, I don't know much how PT is going to be on the floor with Wilt and Kareem, but I mean, again, if I need floor spacing, if I need to come back from a big deficit, he's a guy who great out of the post, can play make out of there, is an athletic freak, he's a defensive beast, and he is a he's, he's a really he's one of the best shooting big men ever. Um, I am stuck. I need one more guard. And you guys want to hear who's on my board? Sure. Um, I have Allen Iverson, who. I, I don't think I'm going to take just just the winning thing. Like yeah. I, I, I need if I want a guy who can probably cohesively run an offense. So Chris Paul is on my board. I'm thinking about taking him just because I know Chris he Paul can. Chris Paul has been taken. Oh, who took who took Chris Me. Paul? Me. Gave way a round. Oh dang, he did eighth take Chris round. Paul. Never yeah. mind. <laughs> Chris Paul is not on my board. So I've got Steve Nash and Damian Lillard uh, as my other two guys. Um, Interesting. I, I know Steve can make can make great offense work I, like, I, and I know if, if we if Luke is struggling if Harden is struggling I can throw Steve out there and we can make it work but he is a defensive liability there's that Dame in my opinion is like maybe the second greatest shooter uh, at the point guard position behind Steph arguably mm-hmm. and that's kind of what's playing into his favor you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna do this for my dad actually I'm not gonna take any of these guys I'm gonna take Pistol Pete with my last pick that's that's who I'm gonna throw on the team um, I'm gonna take Pete. Maybe this isn't this. the smartest I basketball pick. This. Um, I just, I just got a love for, I just got a lot of love for Pistol Pete, man. He was a magician on the floor with what he could do with the ball in his hands, really ahead of his time. Um, and I mean, he could shoot too. And I think that's what a lot of people don't understand um, about Pete, man. Is what? You think a lot of people don't understand that Pete Maravich could shoot? Yeah, man, that dude could
4: shoot that. <laughs> what? Again, it?
2: I think it's just era thing, man. Like I think people just get this misconception about. About guys from this era. I feel um, like
4: Pete is the clear exception to that in that everybody knows he was pulling from 30-plus uh, all the um, time. I'm going f- to... Career 66.7% not... career three-point shooter, he scored fun 44 a game in college without yeah. a three-point line. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, maybe this isn't the smartest decision to winning basketball.
4: Oh, it's certainly not.
2: but uh, It's fun. It, it's very fun. And so I'm going to take Pistol Pete in my last spot.
3: I think Logan's team is very fun. But they're going to run out the gym. By both of us.
2: Yeah, they're not guarding calling... anybody. I wish
3: I could cuss on the radio. I really wish I could,
2: because I would cuss both of y'all right now. I would. All right. I think my team Carson. has been getting blatantly disrespected. Yes. And I think yes. we are. Yes. I, yes. I,
1: yes.
3: That's exactly what has I, happened. In the think last are, 45 minutes, yes. I've been like, I think I'm willing and able to slander Logan's
2: team. And I think we're yeah. super
3: competitive. I think we are. I think we are. It's
4: competitive between any of our teams. I think your team is the scrap, like. Your team's gonna have to scrap. Yeah. I think we're gonna we're, have to shoot. I just think you have far more obvious holes. As far as defense, as far as what? basketball cohesion, cool camp- yes, you have far more liabilities than anybody else. Luca Harden and McGrady. And Pistol Pete? <laughs> Will you really think Pistol Pete's getting run? No, <laughs> oh, he's just there to look pretty. He's, he's our token white guy. Okay. <laughs> Pete, God rest his soul, is the token white yes. guy? Yes! <laughs> you oh, could have been Bob Goozie. Yeah, why not Koozie? <laughs>
2: Bob Cousy is Actually, the most inefficient player of all time. He's
3: also
4: kind of racist, I think. I think I'm just saying, if you're going token white guy, <laughs> yeah. <they're out>. um, <laughs> nobody's nobody. Nobody can can I I make make gonna take Bob pick? Pettit. Bob Pettit also <laughs> Bob Pettit racist. Can I Get make off my, my last, board. Can I make my last pick? <laughs> yes, Gabe. Go ahead. And then um, I'm gonna say who was off my board for various reasons from the beginning. Oh,
3: I I can't wait to hear
4: this.
3: <laughs> okay. Um, my 12th spot. You guys are gonna be crushing yourselves for this, mm. Anthony Davis. I'm not crushing myself. Yeah. You wanna no, talk about no no, it. no no no. This is it's a it's a good pick. It's, I like this pick.
2: Uh, a D was on my board, as was everybody else in the NBA. Um <laughs> <laughs> Okay,
3: I'm not gonna I'm not gonna listen to you slander on Anthony Davis when
2: No, I wasn't even saying that as a joke. I literally had Draymond Green on my board, guys. I I had Rip Hamilton
3: here, you know? What's wow. the what's the, the stat? Doesn't he have third highest playoff player efficiency rating behind only Jordan and LeBron? Like and that's not the the best argument for Anthony Davis being incredible, but and there's plenty of others. Honestly, his peak speaks for itself. I like him better than Dirk. I like him better than yeah Bill Russell fit wise for like my team. And that's a good honestly, pick. as the twelfth guy, if we're out there playing real basketball and I'm gonna play Giannis, I probably would like Anthony Davis probably ends up playing a lot of minutes. Like if we're gonna do the Pete Maravich is on the team, and he's not getting it. Is he getting any run, if that's the debate that Logan's <laughs> having? In a hypothetical situation where my team is playing 82 regular season games, and I'm giving – and I know Anthony Davis would miss 25 of them. Yeah. Um, The other 57, he – on a couple nights, you're just going to let him kind of let Shaq rest. And he's going to play a ton. And I know he looks good with with LeBron. Uh, In the pick and roll. I know he would be incredible with Chris Paul in the pick and roll. I think he fits my team really well. And I also think, personality-wise, I know that the injuries linger and all that kind of stuff. But, like, personality-wise, I think he absolutely has the personality to defer to others. And Mm -hmm. he has no desire to be... Sometimes too much. (laughs) Yeah, he has no desire to be the alpha. And I'm... If we're talking about. If we're talking about Logan asking people to do things that yeah. they they can they can do. Yeah, Andy fair. Davis cannot be AD, an alpha. Ad
2: but. can be passive. He's yeah. he's really good at being <laughs> passive. He is it's
4: one of his favorite things to do. Yeah, I think it's a good pick. I really do. I mean, healthy AD. Listen, we can focus on the present, but after that twenty twenty finals. The entire conversation was, is this a top five duo of all time at their peak? I mean, the two-way value of Anthony Davis, especially when he's knocking down those mid-range jumpers and stretching out to the three-point line. Unbelievable.
3: I was taking either Embiid or Davis with my last uh-huh. pick there, depending on what Logan did. I mean, they're
4: evolved big men. Those are good but
3: picks. I, and I honestly think AD fits with LeBron better than Joel Embiid does, even though
4: I love Embiid. Yeah, true. I mean, he's more of a pick-and-roll big. He's more mobile, more the lob threat. Embiid's going to really want to play out of the post a ton. I think it's a good pick. Boy. Last pick. Mr. Irrelevant. Mr. Irrelevant. That's
3: so disrespectful. It's too bad it's not Pete Maravich.
4: Yeah, that actually, he would have been the perfect Mr. Irrelevant. Because I'm going to take somebody who, you know, I think is actually a top 36 player of all time. (laughs) I'm going to punch you after this. I'm going to punch both of you in the jaw. Okay. This is crazy. Some crazy dudes are not going to be taken. Hey, you I'm better get gonna, your words out, Fizz. I'm coming over there with a uh, the fist real soon, Carson. Hard. I'm just going to list off some of the guys who... I, Can everybody I, but one of these players will be taken. Carson, Can I do this? It? Yeah, my pick.
2: Not, yeah, I, also, I have a list of guys that I think I, yeah, you you need get to be through. mentioned.
3: Pick before you go through the,
4: okay, all right, the fair. Hate hate list. Fair. Well, no. I'm not going to say they're off my... This is not going to be my off-the-board list. It's oh, just okay. guys who aren't going to be taken because there's only one pick left. So this will help me think through it. Moses... Probably a top 15 player of all time. Three time MVP. Has not been taken. I don't know if I'm going to take him here. Elgin Baylor. I mean, fourth all time in points per game, if I'm not mistaken. 27.4 and made eight finals. 11 time All Star, 10 time All NBA. Carl Malone, the number two all time scorer. John Stockton, the all time uh, assists and steals we leader. We don't need Carl. Well, listen. <laughs> there's a lot of reasons we don't need Carl. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> Carl was one of my off-the-board guys, in yeah, fact. yeah, thank you.
3: I would hope I'm glad, so. I'm
4: glad that was unspoken,
3: guys. I'm glad yeah. we...
4: <laughs> okay.
3: Man. I don't need that guy sitting on my bench I looking agree. around the crowd all night. <laughs> gabe, I agree.
4: <laughs> gabe, I Out of think pocket it's a good gabe. Out-of-pocket Gabe. And you know what? Especially if he's a 12th man, <laughs> way too much free time. Can't allow <laughs> that to happen. <laughs> Cannot allow that. All right, so good. Carl's <laughs> out of the picture. Plus, he's boring as hell, and he's a choker. Nobody wants Carl alone. Good. Okay, I'm <laughs> <laughs> guys, I want to take Bill Walton. I mean, am I so you crazy? Absolutely token, that's actually token a really white good guy. Let's go. No, that's oh, hey, actually, really good. Let's pick. just break it down. Peak Bill Walton was one of the most unselfish winning basketball players you could ever want and by the way was toe-to toe with kareem for the best player alive like separate the man from the broadcaster yeah let's do that <laughs> I mean he was seventy seven playoffs when they win the title he was eighteen. 15, 5.5, 3.4 blocks a game. Regular season production that year and the next year is similar. He wins MVP in 78 because they're 50-10 and when he's healthy. And then, obviously, his career is never the same, but they finish 58-24, and losing the first round of the playoffs. Like, Bill Walton's value to winning was Mm -hmm. immeasurable. His playmaking, his defense. He could light it up as a scorer when he needed to. He just got it. And I think he got it more than Moses... Elgin, I love, I think he's so underrated historically. He's not bringing me the all-around value to winning of Bill Walton. And I'm going to take peak Bill, dude.
2: And I think I think people forget how athletic Bill was uh, in his prime too. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know after after the knee injuries, after the stuff that derailed him. Um the feet. I I think you mentioned a lot of guys that that needed to um I'd also have like Jason Kidd, Steve yes. Nash here. I agree. Um, those I, were two other guys on my short you know, list. MVP well it's Nash, MVP level kid. I don't know if he was ever at that level, but what? I, mean, well, oh, I mean he was, he was MVP, close. But MVP runner-up in 03. And did take two teams to the NBA finals, which is relevant. Um was the best guy on those teams. I think George Gervin needs a mention here when you were talking about fill it up, get buckets guys, mm-hmm. Gervin was just a pure buck. Um, and then AI, I think, also needed to be mentioned in that respect. Wildly inefficient. Um, but I mean, again, the thing with AI, man, I think AI is almost
4: underrated now because it's like, dude, he's a six-one guy going out there, and he just played hard. Um, yeah, I think there's one really obvious guy we haven't mentioned, David Robinson. I don't think was brought up wow, in this episode. Wow, yes, yes Actually, Gary he wasn't. Payton? Maybe.
3: Maybe. Ro- GP.
4: I can't believe we didn't bring up, I can't believe we didn't bring up David Robinson. It's just crazy, dude. The, the wealth of big men is just insane. I mean, <sighs> Robinson versus Walden. Maybe I should have gone Robinson. I mean, one of the craziest athletes that we've ever seen, a, a scoring champ and an all-world defensive player, David Robinson was insane. That's I mean, c- kind of crazy that he didn't go. Yeah. I'm actually kind of rethinking this a little bit. I um, mean, Logan is going to make it so people are going to look at our 36 guys and say all these people are missing but Clay Thompson and Paul George and, and Tracy McGrady George, George and there. Pete
3: Maravich. <laughs> <I'm> like, oh, <laughs> I think if you ranked like – if you power rank 1 through 36 yeah. talent-wise, Logan might have 30 through
2: 36. <laughs> wait, wait, no, 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 no.
3: That's a bad—talent-wise? Talent-wise. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Legacy-wise. Ca- career, career, career If wise. you're going yeah, yeah, yeah. accomplishments okay. and legacy, okay. accomplishments I'll agree
2: with and you. But if you were going off talent, you know, my team is loaded. These guys yeah. are all super talented. You took Clay
4: Thompson in the sixth round.
2: And he's going to be an awesome winning asset.
3: Sixth round.
4: Six he's round an in awesome three-team draft. Out of, all Every right, so I'm going to move
2: on to other, other honorable NBA. mentions. <laughs> um, you know, I thought peak Derrick Rose deserved a shout-out, um, you know, his 2011 MVP. I think Damian Lillard also deserves a shout-out. And then we get on the topic of big men. Um I don't think there was any chance these two guys would go with their offensive limitations. Uh, But Ben Wallace and Rudy Gobert, I think, deserve mentions just for what they were able to do on the defensive end. Ben Wallace is one of the most switchable, versatile guys of all time, Um, was the best defender in the NBA for – Close to a decade. Again, with his offensive limitations, he's a 40% career free-throw shooter. Literally can't do anything on offense. Just one of the greatest defenders of all time. And then Gobert's been the best defender in the NBA for... or Arguably the best defender in the NBA for five, six seasons now. So I just think those guys were pretty close
3: omits for what they could do defensively. In a hypothetical world where we had a fourth team in this... Yeah. I think there's more conversation paid to, like... A Dennis Rodman, mm. or like uh, James Worthy, those types of yes. guys.
2: Maybe if we're hey, I, I do have another guy. If we're getting super based, what about an Arvita Sabonis take? You know, just like prime because mm-hmm. I mean we never really got to see prime Lithuanian. Sabonis over here.
4: Yeah.
2: I mean it's just
4: build a, a unicorn. Question. What about uh Yeah, what about Kevin McHale? I mean, Mikhail was a phenomenal player, one of the greatest low post scores we've ever seen, and a great defender. It's just, listen, we've got 36 spots, you know? Like, it's insane, some of the guys who were left off. Nobody took Isaiah Thomas. I'm still Nobody processing David
3: Robinson. It, it, of of all the guys in the modern NBA that it seems like Logan is enamored with, because mm-hmm. everyone on his team, aside from, <laughs> aside from Maravich and Kareem, has played... In the 2000s? hmm Yes. Yeah, I cannot believe he didn't draft <laughs> Damian Lillard. You're literally just pandering to, like, the 12 to 18-year-olds. What are you
1: <laughs> talking about?
4: <laughs> I'm pandering to myself, maybe. I this is say, my squad. Of all the things Logan is doing right now, I don't think he's pandering. Okay. <laughs> I think he's definitely going off on his own path here. Oh, we didn't draft coaches. Oh, oh, great great point. And then everybody will read our team's back. Um, So, Carson, you have the first pick for this. I'm going to take Pop. I think Pop is just the ultimate leader of men. I love the guy. Showed the ability to coach in multiple eras. Brilliant coach, both defensively and offensively. Gets personalities to gel. I think he's the guy for me. Uh, Mm. Gabe is up.
3: I mean... Who are the content? I th- like,
4: I mean, Phil, Phil, Red Arbach, Chuck Daly, Pat Riley, mm. Red Holtzman. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think I need Phil.
4: Donnie Nelson, if you
3: are trying to blaze it up. <laughs> <laughs> blaze Radio, shout out.
2: Yeah, I'm going Phil Jackson. Yeah, I think that's the right pick. It's a great pick. And I mean, Phil's a guy. I kind of wanted Phil for my team because Phil was just a guy who could just get personalities to gel that mm-hmm. came across so well in the last. Like, he was able to reel in and tame Dennis Rodman. Yeah, light if you up can some do that, Sage. <laughs> Give everybody light, light a
4: up, personal book. Light up and a little have, something else too. I have too. Kobe and Shaq um,
2: on
3: my team, so I might. Boom. Um, I might I, need I, Phil.
2: Yeah. I think the next no brainer is Pat Riley. Um, so I'm going to take him. Oh uh, wow, no, Arbok. Yeah, I
3: think I would have taken Pat Riley if I didn't take Phil, because hmm. I have the LeBron connection.
2: Well, you know, outside of my team getting relentlessly, you know, massacred, this is this is good, a lot of fun. This coach. is loads Great of fun, fun, guys.
4: Great fun. Okay, let's all reback our teams. So I have Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird. Tim Duncan, Nikola Jokic, Oscar Robertson, Dwayne Wade, John Havlicek, Julius Irving, Akeem Olajuwon, Charles Barkley, and Bill Walton. Coached by Greg Popovich. Coached by Greg Popovich.
3: I have Stephen Curry, Jerry West, LeBron James, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant, Bill Russell, Chris Paul, Scottie Pippen, Dirk Nowitzki, Ray Allen, Anthony Davis, and they are coached by...
4: Phil Jackson that's a damn good team
2: I have Luka Doncic Clay Thompson Kawhi Leonard Kevin Durant Kareem Abdul-Jabbar James Harden Tracy McGrady Paul George Kevin Garnett Wilt Chamberlain Joel Embiid and Pistol Pete Maravich coached by Pat Riley I don't love it (laughs) (laughs) I really think you guys are undervalued like dude I have two of the best big men to ever live they are gonna like we're gonna be Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to try to justify this anymore. Whatever. My team sucks.
4: <laughs> no, I mean, I, again, I just think whatever. <laughs> There's a middle ground. Oh, Logan walking out of the studio. Oh, <laughs> well, I thought we were going to do a bit of a reflection He's here. opting out. Gabe, is there one guy who you look at and think, I wish I had taken that guy or somebody had taken that guy? I think it's David Robinson for me.
3: If it's guys on other people's teams, <laughs> uh... Logan took Luca. I wanted him on my oh, team, okay. but that was taken at a like. Sometimes somebody is drafted so, so far outside of where I would have reasonably taken. I just them. think I think you guys are off base on Luca. I mean,
2: okay. it, it's one. No, thi- one Luca. It's one thing yeah. to pick against the defensive deficiencies that Luca has, but I mean, like,
3: you took him in the third
2: round. Yeah, that's yes, insane. because that's okay. This is going to age like fine wine. This is going <laughs> to no, no, age but we, so great. But that's not
4: the argument. Not we not you just said aging. peak.
2: Yeah, exactly. peak value. <laughs> It's and, about what we've already seen. Okay, and I like I like what I've already seen, guys. If there's one guy that I was really surprised that didn't go that was really close, it uh, was probably Moses Malone for me, mm-hmm, just because mm-hmm. he's from Petersburg. Uh, my dad literally played pickup basketball with Moses Malone at Fort Pickett in Virginia. Um, and again, I just think Moses is super underrated. I, like... Yeah. Dumb as a box of rocks, but boy, that guy could play basketball, you know? Great offensive rebounder. Um Fo faux faux. Faux foe. Damn right. He got that Virginia education. Um <laughs> <laughs> Moses was a beast, really underrated all time, and uh, I I'm
4: actually I'm genuinely surprised he didn't get drafted. I mean, yeah, I really thought long and hard about him with my eleventh pick, but I think it's a combination of the abundance of bigs and yeah, I mean, you know, it's just like again, I was seduced by the offensive skill and efficiency of Barkley, and I don't regret it. I feel okay about no, I it. I think it was a good pick. Uh, to Gabe's point,
2: what pick were you guys angriest about that another guy made? That... KG,
4: I was angriest when you got KG.
2: I was angriest when Gabe got Scottie Pippen, and Gabe was angriest. Well, no, no I was worried about Luka. By Luca.
3: I don't think a single pick made me angry. Oh,
4: Gabe, <laughs> <laughs> that's board, vintage right there. The board fell exactly. That like is like some vintage Gabe's worth <laughs> confidence. All right, well, we're gonna drop a poll. <laughs> Well, will all you guys vote on this. This was extremely fun. I'm very glad that we did it. And I really like how my team turned out. Wait, what's like, the, I'm okay. very happy.
3: I feel like we crapped on Logan's team a lot. What's the worst thing about my team? Can I? Do you have your lineup?
4: Can I see it? Here's... Yeah. Throw it over here when you have a chance to. Yeah. Logan. I
2: mean, I would first just say the... I think it's... The, the, the spacing, spacing issues mm-hmm. would just yeah. be because you're starting Giannis and Shaq. But, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, I would probably just say overall consistency of shooting, but... Chris Paul and Kobe off the bench is something scary, dude. It's going to be fluid offense. I really do like Gabe's team. I I really like how Gabe's team turned out. What I will
4: say is there was talk about my athleticism. I think I very much supplemented that with my bench. I have an athletic bench. D-Wade, Dr. J. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that's my squad, and then Gabe's got a... Gabe, let me see your team.
3: Steph, Jerry, LeBron, Giannis, Shaq, Kobe, Bill, CP, Pippen,
4: Dirk. Ray yeah. Allen, Anthony Davis. I don't have many issues. I think it's a pretty. I really damn do think it's just the, sp- the floor spacing, yeah. and that
3: gets negated by the fact that I'm going to be playing Steph Curry a lot. I agree,
4: and I mean, at the end of the day, and you have two of the most dominant interior forces the game has ever seen and I together, have the two and two leading three so Giannis, shooters of all so time. Die. And Giannis is still in the scheme of things for a four, like in the scope of NBA history. Like above average floor space, you know, because he initiates from the perimeter, he will at least stand out there, and you know, you'll he will close shoot. out He's a willing him. shooter. Yeah. So I mean, there's some value there at the very least compared to you know you could have, uh you know you could have gone Wilt and Shack together. Yeah. I mean, I have,
3: I also have the two highest three-point, ma- like, most three-point yeah. makes of all time. I,
2: I think I have the best shooting team out of anybody, though, and that's what I'm going to
3: stick is to my yeah. winning I strategy. I think you, you made that
4: mind. a pretty clear point of emphasis, yeah. though. <laughs> Logan's team's never going inside the arc, I except for I think you were willing to make some pretty significant sacrifices for that to happen. But, hey, if we're all happy with how our team's turned out, that's really all that matters. I'm going to be interested in seeing how the poll goes. Peace, love, and let the poll Exactly. All right, everybody. Well, this has been loads of fun, as always. Thank you for coming on, Gabe. This was a blast. Thanks for having me. If you guys enjoyed the content, then the good news is there's plenty more like it. You can find us on all audio platforms, with so the pod, Spotify, Apple, wherever we are live, Mondays and Wednesdays on Twitch and Twitter. You can follow us there at nerd underscore sesh. You can also find us on TikTok at NerdSesh, where we've been pumping out tons of content, so check that out. Instagram at nerd sesh. And you can check us out on YouTube. Logan just made a video on the Tyrese Halliburton trade, and we try to come out with content there as well. So check all of that out. And with that, as always, I've been Carson Braver. I've been Logan Camden. And this was Nerd Sash.
0: You're at a place you just discovered. And being an American Express Platinum card member with Global Dining Access by Resi helped you score tickets to quite the dining experience. Okay, chef. You're looking at something you've never seen before, much less tasted. After your first bite, you say, nothing. Because you're speechless. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your dining experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Terms apply.